So hello, this is CotyCast, the podcast for debate, analysis and discussion of issues around uh, medicine for older people. Uh, my name is Peter Brock and I am uh, one of the AMI committee. And I'm joined today by uh, some AMI royalty in Mark Garside, um, some, another AMI committee member, sorry Nick Saxon. It's a bit but deflating. Some, <laughs> royalty of the world of geriatrics. In Zoe Waiko, first time on the podcast. Welcome. Oh, no, it's, no, it's, it's not. not. It's not. Shame on you. I was I, on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I remember. Zoe did one of the early podcasts. Yes, she did. Yeah. Second time on the podcast. <laughs> the first time was unforgettable. In, in my defence, you weren't there in person, were you? No. You were on the phone. Yes, did Skype. it. Skype. Skype, yes. Skype yes. from my kitchen. That's what you meant, oh, isn't it? You go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, first time in person. So, um, it, we are currently sat in Newcastle, having just finished the day at Geriatrics for Juniors 2017. Um, and I'm pleased to say, even if I do say so myself, I thought it's been a brilliant day. Um, and we thought we'd take this opportunity to talk a little bit about the conference for anyone who hasn't been able to make one of our conferences and is curious. This should be a, little, a short insight into what happens. Um, to mention some of the things that we thought were particularly good and learning points we've taken away um, and hopefully sum up the whole experience for anyone who's there. Or even if you came to the conference and just feeling a bit nostalgic about the day, then <laughs> you're welcome to listen. So I'm just going to open it up to the floor, really, and say, guys, how did you feel the day went? I, I thought it was really good for my second conference, but the first one that I spoke at, um, I thought it went pretty, uh, pretty smoothly. Uh, I like the fact that it was back in Newcastle, the, the motherland of the AME. Uh, I think for me, one point that really stood out and the feedback that I got was that the nurse practitioners really enjoyed having a session at lunchtime, that, uh, a specific nurse practitioner um, forum where they were able to discuss um, various bits and bobs. But that was good feedback that I got that they really enjoyed that. And that's the first year that we've done it. So that was a, a good point to take out of it. Yeah, because we always pitch this. When we started it, we just pitched this event for junior doctors. But actually, we find we get nurse practitioners coming along. We get medical students coming along. I think I saw that we've we've had some other allied health professionals registering as well. Paramedic. Uh, yeah, I think it's a physiotherapist Physio, yeah. as well, um, which is absolutely brilliant. And it just shows the, uh, the sort of wide appeal of learning about how to look after older patients is. Yeah, I mean, I say this with the disclaimer. In fact, we should all do the same disclaimer that we all spoke at the conference, so we, you know, we, we might be biased. But I think yeah. the, the whole day was full of uh, relevant, useful talks, and I think it was pitched at the right level for the audience. Um, and I think that's probably why the, the feedback that we've had has been so positive. You know, people could relate to the things that we were talking about. The enthusiasm in the room was almost palpable, and it was so nice at the break times because I went and did my bit of standing on the British Geriatric Society stand mm. as one of the VPs, but people were actually coming up and talking to us and wanting to join and asking why should they, you know, in a positive way and explaining about the newsletter, explaining about the access to grants, the free membership for foundation doctors. But there really is sort of just such an enthusiasm. One thing that was really nice for me, one of the delegates spent four weeks working with me when she was a medical student and she couldn't remember my first name, but the thing she did remember was that I always bought coffee after the ward round. <laughs> so that's great. If that's the sort of impression yeah. that, that we make and that people remember so enthusiastic about their specialty, treat junior doctors like human beings, well, that's absolutely great. And I think today we'll have done even more for that. I think you're right in that 
people are looking for role models and people who are um, dynamic and enthusiastic about their specialty and that often changes people's minds about what specialty they want to go into so if we can promote positive thinking and positive attitudes towards geriatrics we can often change people's minds about what specialty they want to go into and we have had some dynamic speakers today i have witnessed uh, Henry Owls running across the stage, starting a Mexican wave. Mexican wave in a conference. Yeah. Yes. We had um, Kirsty getting us all doing Tai Chi at yeah. one point. Um, I think like, I think when you played your one of your videos in your talk, I think there were some tears in the room. A bit soppy. A bit soppy, well yeah. done. Um, but there was also plenty of laughter as well, so it all ran an excellent day. I think the MO of Geriatrics for Juniors, whether it's been the main annual conference or any of the Connect events, has always been to um, help uh, show people how uh, good quality elderly care can be done and how it's not rocket science. A lot of the time it's just about doing basic stuff well and they just need a bit of pointers. But to inspire people about the specialty, you don't need to talk up, you don't need to have a separate talk about why they should be inspired by the specialty. It just kind of happens on its own if you choose the right speakers. It's really interesting because we deliberately set out to try and make it inspirational for the people who are attending, but then we as geriatricians get inspired by the people in the audience. So from the way that they react to the talks we give and from the feedback we get from them and from talking to them, it is inspiring seeing on a Saturday morning a room of over 200 people turning up to learn about it. I think it works really well both ways. It's it's reminded me why I do what I do. And if, from my talk, if I can have just got one person just starting to see that bigger picture and thinking that they can use being a geriatrician as a real springboard to change what happens, that will will do me fine. I think delivering talks like yours, Zoe, into into conferences like this, I think... Uh, you know, it, it's really good to get a good mix of practical tips, which is what the junior doctors are looking for, but also a little bit of critical thought about um, what they want to see from, you know, from the health service and what they want to see from their jobs in the future. Is it, it's really inspiring and makes people go away and reflect on on what they do want. So, um, one of the parts of this conference is that, as Nick just mentioned, that we do want people to take away a practical tips or learning points from it. Um, and so, I wondered if I could go around and ask you guys um, even though we weren't particularly aiming at, it, at you as our audience I hope that maybe you picked up something new something you learned yourself so um, Nick do you learn anything I get to today? go first you yeah. do get to go first <laughs> <laughs> um, so I reflected on whether we should be consenting patients in orthogeriatrics and perioperative geriatrics for delirium I thought that was actually a really good question that uh, one of the uh, delegates asked was we probably should actually be consenting people for delirium and warning them about it, and that will probably alter my future practice when it comes to, to that field. Nice, excellent. Zoe, what about I, you? I had a genuine light bulb moment. Um, it was during the Parkinson's talk, and it was just the lovely slide that explained how and why the different drugs work, yeah. just with those pictures that were so clear, and I literally went, oh... Yeah. That's what I've been struggling to understand for years. It's one of those great Absolutely mysteries in medicine. Absolutely brilliant. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It just takes one slide, one, one good explanation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one slide. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah, so big kudos to Claire McDonald who gave our talk on yeah. parks. At very short notice very short. as well, we only asked her a couple of weeks before the conference um, because uh, in exciting news, one of, one of our Amy members has just started a family and so wasn't able to, to speak in, but she did a brilliant job. Yeah. Um, what about you, Mark? 
Well, in Sarah's talk on uh, geriatric medicine in the ED, she put up a great slide about different types of cognitive bias, uh, some of which I was aware of, some of which I've not heard before, but uh, I've tweeted the, the slide that I'm talking about, so uh, people can, can find that on Twitter, but it's just very interesting to look at the types of uh, ways that uh, patients and their illnesses are presented that might lead you down the wrong path and lead you to miss uh, diagnoses in frail older people. So that gave me uh, food for thought, and that's something I'll take back and tell other people about. Yeah, and it, and I think it's obviously an idea that interests a lot of people because it's taken off on Twitter. But you've you've retweeted well from that front. <clears throat> I know, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so personally, actually, I, w- I wanted to mention something that came up in in your talk, Nick. Um, and it was a it was a phrase I, I haven't heard before, and I, I'm not sure about the terminology, but the idea behind it, I, th- I think, is brilliant. Is it's about recognizing people who aren't about to die, but are in those stages just before that um, and how actually that if you can start your palliative care planning at that point it makes a huge difference to their quality of life at the end of their life um, and I think that was a that was a really nice point that you that you made um, and carried on through your talk and so that was that really got me thinking actually about my own practice I really appreciated that the, the pre-dying the pre-dying, pre-dying patient dying. yeah which as I said it's not a phrase I've really heard yeah. before but but the idea behind it I think is a really important one Plus, he had a picture from Marley and me on that same slide, and that's real emotional blackmail. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to confess, of all the films in this, in your talk, the only one I'd actually seen was Forrest Gump. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'll send you. You can have. A, yeah, I'll send them to you. You can have a very emotional day. <laughs> <laughs> Even Harry Potter. You said Harry Potter. Harry Potter is emotional. emotional. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, that's I mean, it's a really good sign that even. Um, that even we're taking things away from this talk, so I really hope that the delegates uh, felt the same. Um, so, yeah, it's hopefully, I think, everyone's enjoyed the day. We'll wait and see about the, about the feedback. In the future, Geriatrics for Juniors continues. So um, we're going to continue to hold a conference on this scale, what we consider our national conference each year. There'll be another one in 2018 around this time of year. Um, and keep an eye on our website, so aeme.org.uk, for when that will be, or sign up to our newsletter or our Twitter feed at Elderly MedEd um, to get first notice of when that event is launched. But obviously, during the rest of the year, we still have our um, G4J Connect events, which are smaller conferences, but with the same idea and same ethos behind them. Um, and I know we've already got events lined up in Cambridge and Yorkshire coming up in the next year. There'll be ones in in, the, in Scotland as well. And there'll Should be, be one in Birmingham. Should be one in Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so yeah, they really are happening all around the country. So if if you like the idea of, of attending one of these events and and hopefully getting a bit of the inspiration that even we've got, or organising one, indeed. And if you want to organise one, please get in touch um, because like all of our projects, um, they really happen because other people who are enthusiastic um, get in touch and get involved. Um, so do um, I, we're really I'm going to be really intrigued by what we what we hear from. Um, other from essentially people outside of doctors from what they thought of this conference because um, I think that's hopefully somewhere we can continue to expand the work we do yeah Um, and I hope I can turn to all you guys in the future and you'll still be I'm I'm always disappointed if I don't get asked (laughs) G4J has a special place in my heart (laughs) no pressure um, pressure. (laughs) that's fine your luck there's no problem Great. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, And if you attended the conference, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, I hope from listening to this, uh, you'll think about coming along in the future. Um, So I'm going to sign off now just by saying 
Um, to everybody, cheers. 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 cheers.